Charlotte is going to preach with me, and it will not take long, I can promise you. Isn't that right, Charlotte? You're not staying with me, sweetheart? Oh, she left me. Just like every other girl in my life, I've only been able to get one to stay. You know, it was Miss Angel. The rest of them just run off. How's everybody this morning? Good, good, good. That's really good. I'm trying to get all my stuff pulled up, you know. There's always, uh, you know, I have I have many things going on between my brain and, you know, uh, one, I've got two of them here, you know, why does Scrooge love reindeer? Do we know why Scrooge loves reindeer? Because every buck is dear to him. I thought that one was pretty good. So this is the best one, and this is the one I'll end on for the Christmas season. How is it that Mary and Joseph knew how much Jesus weighed? How did they know that at the time he was born? Because they... No, no, no. Because they had away in the manger. Oh my gosh, I figured that one would bring down the house. And it did not. Y'all are just looking at me like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. I thought it was great. Yeah, it was something. You want one more? Did I hear that? Oh my gosh, I have to really look this one up. Oh, let's see. Uh, Okay, yeah, okay, this one's dumb. Why did Scrooge refuse to eat at the Italian restaurant? Because it cost a a pretty penne. No, y'all are not with me. Yeah, let me, might as well get my preaching notes up, huh? (laughs) Yeah, move on, moving on. So Merry Christmas. Is everybody excited? If you noticed, if you noticed, I wore my normal Christmas attire. Which includes a, well, I didn't put that on this morning because I wanted to wear the red. I was feeling red today. Two reasons for that. First of all, you know, Jesus, the blood of Jesus, his words are in red and all that, of course. But secondly, when you think of Christmas, what do you think of? No. Sort of. Sort of. It's kind of like Santa Claus. What I always think about and what comes to my mind immediately is a great epic tale of a guy by the name of Anakin Skywalker who eventually became Darth Vader who wore black and had a red lightsaber. So that, to me, is the true spirit and meaning of Christmas. So hence the red shoes and the little red in my collar and I'm wearing the black. Yeah, May the 4th. No, 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 no. It's 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 star. It's May the fourth year round is what it is. Anyway, so I I just bring that up to say that you know we have we we said it last week that we have we have a lot of traditions and things that we we traditionally do you know to represent what's happening during the season. You know that we have we have Christmas, we have uh, Yule Tide as it's called in some pagan uh, religions. We have. Um, we have this time that we get together, and there's some that actually, who actually celebrates Christmas on January the 7th? Does anybody celebrate it on the 7th? Some people actually celebrate it on January the 7th because there's a, there's a, uh, of course, there's dis, disagreement on the day. 
that Jesus was born. And, and I guess the situation is, is that none of us really know what day he was really born on. We just kind of guess. You know, uh, actually the Christmas holiday was placed on December the 25th by the Catholic Church because there was a pagan holiday that also happened on the, the that December 22nd, 23rd, 25th, somewhere in there. And so they set Christmas Day to be the 25th because the pagans were already kind of celebrating a little bit, so the church might as well try to draw them in by having something to celebrate too at the same time. Isn't that interesting? Did y'all know that's how that thing worked? I also found out this year that, that, uh, I knew it, but, but, uh, Saint Nicholas was actually a real person, but he was actually jailed for a time. Did y'all know that? That Santa Claus spent time in jail? I mean, that's just crazy to me. You know, if you really start paying attention to these things and start looking at them, it's like, wow, there's really some, some cool history here to go over. You know, but I think the idea is, is that, you know, we, we tend, we tend to kind of hold on to this day as being a day. You know, in fact, on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, whenever it's, you know, whenever it started, it was called the best day of the year. The claymation, the, the Rankin and Bass, you know, it's the best day of the year, you know, Christmas Eve. Oh my gosh, because Christmas Day is going to be tomorrow. It's just so exciting and so cool. And I actually agree with that to some sense because what happens at this time is what Bill Murray said is that we smile a little, we smile a little easier. We act a little nicer. We become the people that that we always hoped we would be. That's what that's what he said in the movie Scrooge. If y'all haven't noticed, I've been watching a lot of Christmas movies and thinking about them. But we we always we that, that's the time of the year. This is the time of the year that we 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 become the people we always hoped we would be. And I guess where I come from and and my position for what we need to talk about today is is why just today and why just now? Why can't this be something that we carry throughout the year? Because every bit of what you are feeling today and tomorrow and during this season, every essence of just peace and joy and happiness and feeling good about what's going on, every bit of that is rooted and grounded in God's love. It is not something that we just have one time a year. It's not something that we just experience once a year. God's love is ever available all the time. In fact, he says that he, the Bible tells us, Ginger, that he is love. So if you go to heaven right now, if you were translated to heaven right now, zoop, whoop, go to heaven. It's going to be bright, okay? The Bible talks about it being bright. And that brightness comes from him. And the source of him and what he is, is absolute love. And that love is what radiates from him. That love is what, what, what empowers him to be who he is and what he is, is rooted and grounded in his love. It's not a feeling. It's not a thing that we just, it, it, it is the actually who and what he is. He is love. And we all know that God so loved the world. What did he do? He gave. He gave who? His only begotten son that whomever may believe in him. Y'all know that one? Yes. Y'all know that one? Yes. So God began to show us how he wants love to be. And not only just for Christmas, but for forever. Charles, or no, excuse me, it's, it is Mr. Michael Staniland this morning. Y'all give it up for Michael. He is going to be helping us with media. Michael, if you would, I'd like to go to Isaiah chapter 9, please, sir. 
Isaiah chapter 9. Do you have that one? Great. For unto us, everybody say, that's me. Unto us, that includes you. That's not just some idea of some, some other person, some other people. It's not talking about the wise men. It's not talking about Mary and Joseph. This scripture is actually talking about you. For unto us, a child is born and unto us, everybody say, that's me. A son is given and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting God, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establishment with justice, judgment and justice. From that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. When he gave him, he gave him to all of us. Unto us a child is born and a son is given. Joel actually almost preached the whole thing while he was doing the, doing the offering. A son was giving. Unto us a child might have been born, but at the point that he was born, that son was given. If you remember whenever the the uh, the, the 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 shepherds, y'all remember the anybody play a shepherd in a play? Was anybody ever cast as a shepherd in a school play? Yeah, y'all was always the sheeps, and yeah, I got a bunch of Jesuses in here, Josephs. Yeah, yeah, he can do he can do he can do Abraham now. Look how old he is. And then uh, we'll save that for Easter. We'll have Abraham and Moses presented by Tom Grant. <laughs> Joseph, yeah. So the. Shepherds were out in the field and an angel popped up. And when the angel popped up, he had a few words to say, hey, in this, in, in, in a city of David is born a king, that's Christ the Lord. And he told the, he told the, the, the shepherds what was going on. And right after there, the host of heaven showed up. So heaven opened up to these people and they began to say, peace on earth, goodwill Toward man. Now we take that and we slap it on a wall somewhere or we put it on a little Christmas ornament or it's going to be on a card that you're going to get or pass out next couple of days. But when this child was given, a son was, when he was born, a son was given. A son was given, a child was given. And that child brought with him upon his earth, upon his birth, peace on earth and goodwill to y'all. He brought goodwill to you. No longer is God sitting back with a big pin hammer ready to pop you upside the head for doing wrong. No longer is the judgment seat of God ready and prepared for you to show up in heaven and you show how bad you've been. No more shall those sins that you've been walking in and those sins that you have in your life will be held against you in the east is from the west from you. No longer will that happen. Now you only experience peace. And goodwill. That's what God has for you this season. That's what God has for you this year. That's what God has for you when the Son is given. He brings peace. And there is goodwill 
toward you. I didn't write this one down, Michael, but let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, but I don't want to land there. I think I want to keep going. I want to say it's like 18 or 19. Sorry, I'm doing this on the fly. Forgive me. Charles is laughing because normally he has to deal with it. Thank you, Charles. You're the best, man. Uh, you're better than Michael. Michael's real slow. See how long it's taking him? I don't care. Come, Michael can, he, he can, he can try to come get me. I'll be okay. I can run faster than he can. Okay, there. We'll do it. I, I bet you would. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Check this out. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Verse 18. Now all things are of God who has what? Reconciled us to himself through who? And has given us the ministry of rec- 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 reconciliation. I can't talk this. Rec- 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 reconciliation. Verse 19. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Peace and goodwill toward you. God is not looking to punish you. He is not looking to pass judgment upon you. He is not looking to be mean. He does not pay attention to the sin that you have committed. He has removed it as far as the east is from the west. And so now you have goodwill in your life and peace because you've been reconciled to God himself. Unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given. He did that for you. Amen? All right, let's do some more. Let's go to, uh, where do you want to go, Michael? All right, sounds good. Romans chapter 8. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Do you know that God is 1,000% for you? Why? Because he gave a son For you to do well. He gave a son for you to live a great life. He gave a son so that you may have peace, joy, and happiness. On purpose, he did this thing. Y'all looking at me funny. If God be for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us that we might need in life? Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And with that gift of the son comes all things. All things. All of them. He's crying out from heaven today. What is God doing today? He is crying out from heaven today. All of the hosts are crying out saying, Peace, goodwill on all. And guess what? You got all of it. You get it all. 
didn't withhold Jesus, so he's not going to withhold anything else. He's not going to withhold anything else. You know, I heard a minister say this, and this is kind of funny to me, and I don't, want to, I don't mean to get off on prosperity, but it is funny to think about. He said, you know, God's really good. God's good. Y'all agree God's good, amen? Amen. He's good. His mercy endures forever, amen? Yeah. Would y'all think that God is what, what he called bicycle good? Bicycle good, meaning that you're walking, you don't have a ride, but you would need a bicycle to get from point A to point B. Do you think God is good enough to see to it that you get a bicycle? I mean, y'all agree with that? Well, do you think that God might be used car good to get you from a bicycle to a used car? Do you think he's good enough to make sure that you've got a used car, something with a few miles on it, you know? Is it good enough to do that? Well, is a new car good? Brand spanking new car good? Is he $85,000 pickup truck good? See? We start thinking there, wait, wait a minute. You could use that extra money, Greg, that you could go and you could give to the poor. You could give to the church. You could put some new carpet on the, on the floors. Yeah, but why can't God do all of it? Because he said he would give us. What, what happened to my scripture, Michael? What you doing? I'm trying to preach here, man. What you doing? Yes, Fisher's back there consoling him. I know I'm, I know I'm going to get in trouble later, but right now I have the microphone and you don't. <laughs> yeah, he can't turn me. No, he can't. Fisher can. Turn me off? Oh, no. He didn't turn me off. <laughs> what did he do? He said he would freely give us what? All things. So why can't God through you not only give to the poor, but also through you get you a brand new stinky, swanky car? It's just, you know, it's just how we think. It's our mentality. We've been conditioned. These traditions that we're celebrating will also condition us in a particular way of thinking that's not necessarily biblical. It will make you think, a tradition will create into you a position that's not necessarily biblical. It takes us knowing the Word of God. Let's go to 1 John, or no, not 1 John, John chapter 1, verse 1. It takes us knowing the Word of God completely. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son was given. And we always, if we go to the Christmas story, we take a look at it in Luke chapter 2, chapter 1 and 2 of Luke, and some of Matthew, where Luke and Matthew both spent their time on this side of the experience. It was on, on our side of the experience. He was born, he came in, some angels showed up, you know, there were some wise men. Uh, Herod went, went crazy trying to kill some kids because he, he wanted to get at, you know, the, Jesus is born. Y'all know the stories, right? Y'all know all this. Okay. Well, that was, that was listed in two of the gospels. The other two gospels tell the story from the other side of the coin, which is more on the spiritual side. And I love what John has to say about this experience that we call Christmas. This is John's 
way of telling you about Jesus' birth. If you're prepared and ready for this, you're just going to love it. Are you ready? In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things, all things again, were made through Him, and without Him, nothing was made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. And he goes on to, t- to say that he bears witness and bear, bear the light. And all through, the, through him might believe. It was not that light, but, it, but was sent to bear witness of the light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came into his own, and and his own did not receive him. But as many did receive him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among them, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Why did I do all of that? Because that is what heaven saw. Christmas. Heaven's version of Christmas was, look, this word that was in the beginning flesh. Not only was this word there, it was with God and it was God. And God himself, his absolute word, became flesh and dwelt among us. And when he became flesh to dwell among us, he brought everything that was necessary for you to have peace, for you to have goodwill on this earth, for you to have all things. If God did not spare him, he would not spare anything else. He's not withholding for you. And this has a little bit to do with Christmas, but it has more to do with what the rest of this, the rest of your life is going to look like. Are you going to just go ahead and go through the motions of traditions and lay down ideas from man? Or are you going to take the 1000% word of God and let it be applied in your life? Let God become so real to you that there are no things missing, that he did not spare Jesus. He hasn't spared anything else. So I'm going to walk in peace. I'm going to walk in joy. I'm going to walk in love. I'm going to walk in health. I'm going to walk in strength. I'm going to walk in prosperity. I'm going to walk in everything that he promised me because there was a child that was born and a son that was given. I don't know when it happened, but it happened. And in him was the fullness of what God wanted for me and for you. That's Christmas. That's what Christmas is about, and that's why Scrooge, uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, I almost said Scrooge McDuck, but Ebenezer Scrooge said, the same person, that's right, but, but Scrooge McDuck did not make this statement. This statement came from Ebenezer, so that's why I have to be careful with it, okay? Because I'm, I'm, someone will say, well, well, Scrooge McDuck didn't say that. And it would probably be Michael. Uh, Greg, you know... Um, I've watched a lot of Scrooge McDuck, and I've never heard him say that. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm, I'm just, you know, you can say whatever you want to say from the pulpit. You can be wrong if you want to, but uh, I'm just telling you that you're wrong. I love you, man. This is so much fun. You need to do this more often. 
Mr. Scrooge said that he would keep the spirit of Christmas throughout the entire year. Why? Because it's not a tradition. It's not a Christmas tree. It's not about Santa Claus and the gifts and the presents. It's about a child that was born. That's right, baby. It's about Jesus. A child was born and a son was given unto us. And now we have peace on earth and goodwill toward me. Amen. Let's all stand. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord.